So, hi everyone, and welcome back to KCL Hindu Society's Spill the Chai, and a very happy International Women's Day. I know the perfect way to solve this. Have you ever been called a coconut? Yeah. <laughs> you can't say that, you're baking the person out. So would she spit you in the middle of the room? <laughs> like my mum knows. They swear your mum knows. Why is that an insult? That's a bit of like, cheeky advertising to all the guys out there. Why are you speaking to boys? Focus on your education. <laughs> Wait a minute, do I know you? And she's like, no, you don't. <laughs> That's exactly what a cool Marcy would do. I can't mm. comment, I'm sorry, man. And literally, I was gonna faint. Um, you should go out and live your life. I think that was good, that was okay. good. That was good. In celebration of Women's Day, today's episode is a very special one where we will be joined by not one, but two very special women. The first one will be hosting with me and is someone who was on KCL Hindu Society Committee last year. She's also been a fantastic dance choreo this year and most significant to this episode. She was the one who introduced me to our very special guest who has made a huge impact in our community today. So firstly, introducing our co-host Natasha, who will introduce herself first and end this long wait and tell you who our guest is. Hi everyone, as Eileen mentioned, I'm Natasha. I was on the committee last year as Waterloo and Campus Officer and I have recently been helping out with all the dance choreo, which I've absolutely loved. So now I'm very excited to welcome Erin Cool. She perfectly fits the picture of an ideal role model for women today. She not only started her business in 2019 called By Erin, but has an Instagram page with over 218,000 followers, has created a Facebook page, which allows girls to share their concerns, just be there for one another and just support each other and also has a YouTube channel. She has a lot more, but those are just a few to mention and has particularly been an inspiration for aspiring business women. So we are really excited to present to you our very special guest, Erin Cole. Hello guys, I feel so gassed after that intro. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you just so much again for being here today. It really means a lot and perfect fit for International Women's Day podcast on Spill the Chai. So Eileena and I have been using your hair oil for a while now. Have you? Um, yeah, we've absolutely fallen in love with it. I mean, I particularly remember like my personal experience in 2019 where like I had just gone to uni. So I remember that obviously I wasn't eating as well. I didn't really have my family to look after me. So my hair had become very wispy at the end and very thin. And I tried a lot, like tried to eat better, but it just wasn't getting back to that thickness that I'd wanted. Um, so you're hair oil has literally worked magic on me. It's really helped with my confidence, I think, as well. Because I think often when people talk about confidence, it's always about fashion or beauty and skincare. But hair plays a big role in that, at least for me especially. So for our listeners out there, would you just mind elaborating a bit on what your business by Aram is? And what inspired you to start? Sure, I'll uh, sign your invoice later and I'll pay you for that little plug. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> a little testimony there, I appreciate it. So I'm the founder and CEO of Bayerim, which is a luxury hair care brand. Our primary product is a hair oil, which comprises of eight pure oils and is 100% natural and can be used on the beard as well. So what's so exciting to me, Natasha, about your review is that our oil is intended just for hair health. So literally to strengthen and condition and nourish the hair and provide it with the moisturizing nutrients that it needs. But then hearing how it helps you with thickening your hair, all of these things that we never promised is so exciting yeah. because it just shows, you know, everyone is so different biologically. So each product mm -hmm. will perform differently on every single person. 
And I honestly find that so beautiful because for me, I didn't see that it increases my thickness, but I saw that it increased my shine, my softness. It's beautiful how it helps lots of people in lots of different ways. We're about to launch our brush, which is going to be super exciting. Yes. We did a mini launch. Did you guys see? Yeah, I saw like how quickly it ran out as well. Like it was so popular. I remember you going on your story being like, oh my God, I wasn't expecting that. Like it's literally <laughs> gone within minutes. Listen, who expects to sell over yeah. a thousand items in two minutes? You can't, you can't predict that. Like I could not have yeah. predicted that. So I even I showed like the back end of my website to show like these are the order numbers. This is the timestamp. Like that yeah. really happened. <laughs> But you know what, like we've now come back with a larger quantity, we've improved the brush. So, well, we changed the color of it basically, which is so much more stunning. Um, and I think yeah. that really is part of, and I know we'll speak about it later, but owning a small business is having the blessing of having a very small and tight community who are very open and giving you feedback because you can go back and edit. Okay, I didn't order enough. I'm ordering more next time. Okay, no one said anything about the design, but I was like, I need it to be aesthetic. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> of course. And it's just so inspiring as well, um, from my perspective as well. So uh, like I said, I study medicine. And I remember when I was making the decision, I think a lot of people at the time as well, think that it's the only way to help people. But I remember um, when I watched some of your YouTube videos, and you spoke about how you started your business and why I realized so much about the passion and heart behind it. And that there's so many different ways to help people. And I remember going to like my mum and brother, and saying to them oh my god like I want to start a business now so I think it's amazing that you're out there already inspiring so many girls um even when you don't know it so, no that's so beautiful yeah, to say as well like ways that you can help people because I think you know you do immediately think of like healthcare as the way to help someone yeah. um and definitely that is you know hair versus health like I think health is more important <laughs> but you yeah. know a lot of people and as you mentioned yourself Natasha a lot of people uh link their self-confidence to their hair and I think in particular as a Sikh woman hair and as a Sikh man hair plays a super super important part because it's one of the five k's guess so I wanted to make sure that this oil was really accessible to all people and it would serve the purpose of giving you healthy hair and if that gives you confidence then so be it and obviously since it's international women's day as well and many of our listeners are south asian we wanted to know erin did you ever feel treated differently being a south asian female and if so in what ways do you think you know off the top of my head i can't think of any ways in which it's negatively impacted me or explicitly positively impacted me i think one of the things that it's important to know is is your race is often identified from first impressions visually because my facial features and whatnot and the way I dress is a bit more like European, the way I talk, even my name isn't typically Indian. I don't think I get that same... Do you guys know what I'm talking about? People look yeah, at me sure. and they immediately yeah. think Indian, like that's not as much what happens to me. So I can't necessarily yeah. speak from a perspective of like strangers, but from the perspective of people talking to me as a woman I definitely can speak on that yeah. because I do remember times at the start of my business I did it on my own for one year and three months and my dad is a very very like prominent businessman touch wood wife something I'm and I remember him saying to me Aram, I'm not going to help you because everyone is going to think that I did it all for you so you need to do it on your own and I remember it just being such a struggle I think as well my voice maybe sounds a bit younger on the phone and just trying to speak to these people who are in manufacturing like old school businessmen you know yeah. <laughs> across the uk as well they're very hard nosed that we're not dealing with you know in the far east where they're used to kind of new startup businesses i was dealing with the uk because i wanted to make sure that my bottle and my product was made in the uk and supporting the uk economy 
they were just weren't taking me seriously. And I don't know what yeah. it was. Maybe it was because I had a really small initial quantity order. Maybe it was, I don't know, the name or the product itself that they didn't understand. But that for me was very difficult. And I remember like begging my dad to get on the phone with him. But he was like, Erin, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I'm not involved in the business. I don't know what you're talking about. So that was very, very difficult. And I did see a shift, perhaps the way that they're taking my business a little bit more seriously since having my dad come on board. But obviously you guys have to remember we're a seven figure biggest business now. So I'm sure they're like, yeah. okay, they're important, you know, money speaks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And also it's just inspiring to women out there as well for them to see as well. So I can imagine like in a few years time, um, people saying, you know, treat me with respect. Um, I've seen Erin and, you know, she's my role model. So they have someone to look towards now as well. So yeah. it's worth it in so. the end and, and doing so well. <laughs> Thank you so much, Arlena. You guys are gassing me too much. But I think it's really important. I, I can't credit my own self with this like thought, but I saw it on Instagram. I shared it. I don't know whether you guys um, saw it. I think uh, my friend Nikki Mahon, she posted it. And I was like, I'm going to repost this. Basically, it was talking about like, you don't need to be um, like a man in order to be a boss. Like you don't need to adopt aggressive, uh, not to say that all men are like that. Of course they're not. But like that kind of typically masculine style of business or negotiation, you can you like you can be yourself. Do you know what I mean? And I yeah. think that's something that I yeah. really want to emphasize to younger girls. Like, don't feel that you need to mas- masculinize yourself. Use the qualities that you have within yourself innately and the ones that you developed over time to benefit you. Because what the second you try and be someone that you're not like you know very aggressive or something, people can see right through it. And it's just not authentic yeah. to you because you won't be able to keep up that facade, especially if you're looking to create a long-term business relationship with oh, someone. For sure, yes. Um, and also recently in um, Hindi Society, we had a career series where just students were able to understand a bit more about the career that they wanted to go into or the industry. And we had a professional talking or just someone in our older year at university and then a younger student so in terms of the beauty industry um but also just for aspiring female entrepreneurs what would be your top three tips so something that you really learned and that you would want to share with young business women um i say this in all of my videos but i really want to hone this into people is be open mm-hmm. to criticism like we all have i'm sure you guys can relate like that one friend that you know, if you want to get her genuine opinion on like a top or a dress or something, you go to her. And if it's ugly, she'll be like, sis, it's ugly, take it off. You know, don't buy that, return it. (laughs) That's your good friend. Keep that friend. Because I remember like making my logos and there was a lot of um, yes men in my life. And maybe it was because I genuinely made the right decision with my logo and people genuinely agreed. But you need to be willing and accepting to hear contrary opinions because at the end of the day, you're not the one consuming your product. It's other people. So you need to make sure that you get the opinion of other people. My second piece of advice would be think backwards. So this is something I think when I was researching manufacturers for the oil they were very very nice to me like they really like guided me you know when little Erin didn't know what she was doing and this one woman said to me work backwards so instead of thinking where you are now how much money you have what you are able to physically immediately do think where you want your brand to be long term and work backwards so if you want to forever be a little desi business making oils in the kitchen not that I ever made oils in the kitchen that I sold that was just you know (laughs) me playing around Um, then start making it in your kitchen. If you want to be a well-established, reputable, legit brand that's to be stocked across the world in Selfridges, you know, Dubai Mall, all of these places, then you need to think, okay, 
you need to work with a factory that can scale up the quantities that you're working with. You need to work with a delivery partner that does have the capability to send out 50, 100 orders a day. You need to make sure that your product is fully tested. You need to make sure that you're fully trademark protected, copyrighted, intellectual prop, all of that. Like you need to get all of that yeah. done. And whilst there is a very high um, upfront cost, you know, I was very lucky in the sense that like I had my savings, not a single penny of anyone else's pocket has gone into Bayer mm-hmm. and like it's 100% mine. And I think yeah. that that mentality is very difficult. I don't know if you guys want to touch on this, but that this mentality of, oh, just put, put it all together and just put it into and chuck it and sell it and go, go to the post office. Like that's just not scalable, yeah. you know? That's not professional, yeah. that's not safe. And I see a lot of these, touching on my third point now is there will be copycats. If you're successful, there will be copycats, but I see a lot of them. Yeah. And A, it's very upsetting, you know, within the South Asian community to see that they're just kind of trying to take your shine and it's just like just do something new like <laughs> do something yeah, different yeah. but yeah. it's just really not safe for the consumer to be consuming yeah. or using or eating or whatever it may be products especially when it comes to cosmetics that have been made in someone's house like no matter whether you've had formulation testing done stability testing cpsr it's not safe so don't do it get it from a lab yeah. because then it's the same every single time no i completely agree with you i think that I mean, I don't see this as much with boys, but I think a lot with females, they do tend to be a little bit more competitive. And I know that Eileen and I want to touch on this a bit later as well, but um, it kind it just turns out into a bit of a competition. And that's why I think we love your page so much. It's just because it's a platform where it's all about sharing and supporting each other and not constantly saying, oh, you know, I do this, but you do that and I can be better, etc. Staying in your lane. I really believe in that. For sure. Like, stay in your lane, get really good at your thing. Like, whatever your thing is, do it. And I very much believe, like, I don't know how applicable this could be to the people listening, but as an influencer, put your blinders on. Look at your followers and your followers only. Don't look at the people who aren't following you yet, trying to get them into your page. Don't look at the other influencers because that way you're going to be focused on serving the needs of your followers and listening to them and being able to like digest. Like all of my followers are like, sis, you don't tag any of your outfits. Guess what? Tag my outfits now. You know, if I was yeah. so busy focusing on yeah. getting new followers or what's this girl doing? How is she posing? Who's she working with? I wouldn't have had the mind space to accommodate for what my followers are truly asking for. No, I completely agree. I think just focusing on yourself and your followers, not constantly comparing yourself to other pages and thinking, oh, is that influencer doing that? Should I also jump on that bandwagon? Yeah, Very true. Just... I think a lot of people just like Asians just see success and they're like, I'll have some of that. And then they copy you and it's just like, <laughs> you're, you're going to be the copy forever. You know, you're never yeah. going to be the original. And there's a lot to be said about being the original so just be it like have your own brand story have your own product that makes sense to you because you're not going to be an expert in it in the way that the original is if you're just copying what they're doing and furthermore you're always going to be one step behind come up with something that is true authentic to you and your followers if you're going to go about the instagram business way because how can you be you can't be successful in something that's not you and the passion as well um that you have is like shines through through your youtube videos through your insta because you can tell that that is your story so i don't get why people would copy but yeah that's a really good piece of advice they have dollar signs in their eyes they're like it's working for her i'm gonna do it <laughs> so unhealthy. Um, but the next question is kind of around time management, and it kind of relates to how you say you have that sister community, and you actually personally reply to your DMs um, whilst having a huge business, a huge Instagram, YouTube account, 
Um, so we'd like to know how do you balance all of this whilst having time for self-care and for yourself as well? Thank you. I think that's a really good question. I think probably you two as students have probably better advice than me when it comes to that because I'm <laughs> sure you saw on my story this morning I posted my schedule like since the meetings is 11 o'clock tonight. <laughs> but um, I think it's about prioritizing. So I'm that person, I don't know about you guys, but I really try and make sure I do everything. Like I don't let, I don't like it when something falls through the gaps because I do feel yeah. at my age of 25, I want to, I want to kill it. You know, I don't want to look back and be like, damn it. Why did I slack off? Why was I lazy? You know? So I try and do everything, yeah. but it's important to prioritize and not just in terms of what's most fun, but in terms, not in terms of what's most important, but in terms of what makes the most sense time-wise, like which one's the most urgent, you know, which one's due tomorrow. Do it like that because that whole, I don't know whether you guys do this, but you know, when you scramble the last minute before an exam, that's never been my vibe. Just make sure yeah. like, you know, yeah. if you've got an exam on Monday, revise for that one first and then revise for the Friday one afterwards. <laughs> what about you guys? What yeah. are your tips? Yeah, I think Eileen and I have always said that we're both such planners, like the Monaco and friends um, <laughs> <laughs> have to keep on top of everything. But yeah, I think like prioritization is really important. Definitely agree with you on that. But sometimes I also do think that taking regular breaks is important. And while I think, you know, tomorrow, yes, I have got an exam. Um, and I have got to prioritize that I need to remind myself that oh I do need to take 15 minutes break every hour yeah otherwise I'm just not going to be able to handle it and I'm just going to get overwhelmed and stressed um yeah. so yeah regular breaks and also eating regularly because <laughs> I find that when I'm alone I know this is very bad but when I'm alone at university I always think oh it's fine I'll eat an hour later and then hour comes you're like stick- no later <laughs> yeah exactly so st- sticking to a routine breaks and prioritization I definitely say those are my top three and I think with me as well it's more about so I'm a bit similar and Natasha's as well actually to Erin how we like to take things um a lot on and do things ourselves as well especially when you know that you can get the best quality and later on you can't blame anyone else it's like your responsibility so I think um surround yourself with friends as well that help you grow and have your best interests as well so with Natasha and I sometimes we'll like message each other and say okay have you had that break now so yeah. as much as we motivate each other to you're accountable and stuff. that's good so I think that's a really good um thing as well for our listeners out there to just surround yourself with people that help you grow and just get better in whatever you want to do which comes with time <laughs> yeah and in your break you um, can watch yeah. an Aram core youtube video <laughs> <laughs> so now actually um i really do like this next segment because it's answering some of the questions by our viewers so um as we mentioned before we know that Aram has made a conscious effort to make a sister community and be a big sister to everyone so we want to now hand it over to Aram answering some of our questions that Natasha will um start off with and we're really excited to have you on as our either mussy or sister because it's um don't call me mussy now (laughs) we were thinking you'd probably prefer sister (laughs) you're too young point out all of my audience are older than me by the way like I'm not people's big sister I'm actually their younger sister but yeah you can be like that middle sister when there's three I'll be the middle sister yeah that middle one (laughs) I'll be the one that flies under the radar but the middle one gets left out yeah they always say like those Instagram videos that they post like memes and stuff the middle one is always the quiet one but the most successful one so that's definitely going to be you (laughs) yeah okay so we're definitely going with sister and our first question is 
So it's a bit of a personal question um, for me, um, but I do know that a lot of individuals feel the same. So I have started my own like fashion and beauty page, but I'm trying to highlight the importance of promoting and supporting South Asian heritage and your own culture. Because personally, from my experience, I grew up in Paris, but then came to London in 2012. And I felt that some of the individuals that I surrounded myself with, who were of South Asian heritage, weren't necessarily always proud um, and try to forget that side of them almost just you know carry on with life without that aspect but my question is really about when you feel passionate about something but you lack in confidence how can you really stay regular with your posts because I do think that sometimes my lack of confidence does hinder me with how frequent I am with my posting and then I get into a bit of a space where for like a month I haven't really posted anything but then I want to get back into it but then I feel restricted again so just your tips on really in terms of confidence but really to posting Mm -hmm. that's a really good question and thank you for sharing that with me i think a lot of people will be able to relate to that for me i think it's about looking at the greater purpose so i've been doing instagram for three years now and i've been posting every single day more or less maybe i skip like 10 days a year or something and it's become second nature to me now but when i was first starting it was very very difficult because i remember just thinking oh man like i don't want to post every day that means i've got to take a picture no one's even seeing my stuff and I think because I didn't ever go into this with the intention of being an influencer and gaining loads of followers, it really came down to the individual relationships I had with some of my followers. And I'm meaning that from when I had like 3K, you know, I knew my followers by heart. Um, Two of them, in fact, like I'm so close to, and they've been there for my whole journey. And I think of them and I know that this might not be the case for um, your followers or someone else's followers, but for them, they were like, I think one person said this to me once and she goes, the only thing that's consistent in my life is that you post every single day. And I just thought if I forget to post one day, I don't know what that girl is going through. And not to say that, you know, bad things are going to happen. It's, it's so minor an Instagram post, but for some young girl, if they have a, something that they can rely on and consistency, I feel, I feel a bit emotional thinking about this, but like, I will do it for her. And in my head, yeah. whenever I make a decision with my Instagram, if, for instance, if I am for whatever reason, lacking confidence, some maybe, or whatever else it may be, you know, I'm tired. I think that's something that gets to me a lot, or I don't want to, you know, I actually do feel sometimes I don't want to put myself out there. It's very yeah. draining. Um, to put yourself out there and then to have that feedback. And it's, it's majority positive, but it can be negative as well. And sometimes like all of that feedback constantly can be a bit difficult for one person. But I, I just take it back to that girl. And I'm just like, I don't know if she still follows me. But <laughs> if you do, I'm still here yeah. every evening. So yeah, think about your wider purpose. Because mine was to um, uh, reach out to younger girls. Or, well, you know, at the time I was 23. So yeah, younger girls. Yeah. Um, who didn't have a mum or any sisters and your purpose is to remind people of their South Asian heritage. So even if you're not posting mm-hmm. every day, if you post once a week, that little post from you that appears in some person's feed is going to remind them to be proud. And sometimes it's just the little yeah. things that you do. Okay, thank you. Oh, great advice. I'll definitely take that on board now. No, thank you. I'll be yeah, watching. I really like that. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be your accountability partner, Natasha. <laughs> okay, for sure. I really like that. So our next question, um, both Natasha and I are really inspired about the idea of women um, supporting each other. And we both personally believe that girls still aren't supporting each other as not enough as they should. So like one example is I always hear, it's just little things where like boys always saying to each other, bro, bro, even girls like sometimes saying bro, bro um, um, to, to each, each other. other. But, but you, you barely, barely hear girls, girls say to each, each other, sis. Um, 
it's just one of those things that I've like I've just noticed it um and I think there's a lot more competition um what I've experienced personally as well so what advice would you give to women who um want to support each other or may not know how to um in a better way and kind of just how would you give advice um for girls to compete less with each other i would say it's but like you can go one or two ways either one do what i do to some extent put your blinders on and just don't look at anybody else and what they're doing just focus in on what you're doing but number two which i think is a lot more of a powerful way to do it is be the change that you want to see i'm sure you guys have heard of that phrase before lead by example you know i very naturally was just saying sis considering i don't have any sisters like that word wasn't part of my like dialect idiolect whichever one is growing up but it was just for out of a want of having women around me that I just kind of created that bond with people where I was like hey sis da, 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 da. I do think America has kind of like made sis more of a thing it's more of a casual thing yeah. but yeah definitely that's such a good point Eilina that it's a lot more common to say bro than sis and hopefully soon we will see that change but it definitely begins with us you know we need to make sure that the younger generation isn't coming into this world where women are like rah, 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 on each other you know yeah because yeah. <laughs> yeah, also um like even seeing some of your YouTube videos and um, little things like tagging your brands and um, stuff, I've noticed, especially in lockdown, I tried to do a thing with um, my closest friends um, and just share with them on like a Snapchat private story um, things that I do that help in my routine. And um, like you mentioned before, um, it could really help anyone. So even like low key, some of my close friends were like, oh, that was nice that you showed your skincare stuff. So I think being more open as well. And like you said as well, just being that change because um, it can go a long way, I think. You're going to have to send me your skincare routine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I completely agree with you. I think you you have got to be that change. You know, I think it, even if it's just supporting your friend's business, if it's supporting your friend's page, no matter what it is, if you just do it on your personal story, because, you know, you'll have friends that they don't have and don't know about that page and they might give it the follow. The, Listen, every sale like is a sale. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a big deal for, for a small sure. business. Every single sale is a sale. Like, I'm just like, <gasps> yeah, you know? Yeah, for sure. Okay, and lastly, for our final question, we just wanted to ask you if you were a part of any society at university, and if so, what was your experience like? So similar to you guys, I was part of the Sikh society and I was on the committee, so I was in charge of social media and sports. Don't know why they put me in charge of sports, but I was there. I organised a little football <laughs> tournament. We lost every single time. I was very disappointed. <laughs> I think Aston beat us. I went to University of Manchester. I think Aston like drove all the way from, I don't know, like Birmingham or Leicester, wherever Aston is, and like, be us. And we were just, that like, we just lost on our home turf. And I was like, you don't let me down. <laughs> but no, it was good. We didn't have a Sikh society until my friend and I um, joined uni. We went to the Freshers' Fair. I was like looking for the orange flag, couldn't find it anywhere. Mm-hmm. So I made it, like, yeah, we yeah. made it our personal mission to make sure that the Sikh society was like up and running again. So there wouldn't be like another kind of like lost little Sikh girl or boy, Freshers' Fair, first week of uni looking for that so we were there it was good it was very very consuming I'm sure you guys can relate but I did enjoy it and I think it was a huge part of like my social life yeah I think definitely like societies though while they can be time consuming they can really just help you know create a society but like a community you know just a a bit of a family actually I'd say a family more than anything with individuals that you can relate to that you know you'll actually be able to understand get on that same level with 
So yeah, I definitely think that Eileen and I are happy that we did decide to join committees and societies and just meet like-minded people. It definitely does. And it's like a taste of home as well, because even though I live in London, um, I still lived out. And I remember going to like Freshers' Fair in uh, second year as well. And on my dad's side, they're Sikh. So I remember my grandma gave me this really nice poster of like Guru Nanak Ji. And there was some writing on that poster. And um, when I went to Freshers' Fair in second year, I saw the exact same was poster. Was it the And mine had ripped. Yeah. I knew it! Is it kind of like baby yeah. yellow coloured? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With the translation as well. <laughs> Literally, I knew it. Of all the posters in the world, it had to be that one. <laughs> my favourite one. And like, I remember mine ripped as well. And I remember seeing that at Freshers' Fair and being like, oh my God, it's a sign. Um, but same with the Hindu Society as well. I've met so many like-minded people. And I don't think I would have met all of these people. I wouldn't have met Natasha or had so many opportunities like this if I hadn't joined. So... Yeah, the Hindu society in my really uni was mega like they were doing it so big like we looked so bad compared to them but <laughs> but did you get like constant support as well I don't know I, I remember f- so for the Manchester Sikh society because I, I don't think MMU had one which is the Met University on the same road as us so we like joined forces and then I think because there's like there is a Sikh community in Manchester but it's not that big I think what happened is the wider Manchester community would come to all of our events so it was Honestly, I think that was my favourite part of it because there was loads of little kids and like their parents. And then when I was out and about in Manchester, I was like seeing them and I was like, hello, uncle. You know, like I felt very, very safe in Manchester because I knew wherever I went, like the seats, we all recognised each other from all of our events. Um, so I don't think we got that much support from the university, but I wasn't de- I wasn't the treasurer, so I don't really know that side, or the president, so I don't really know that side. But definitely from the wider community, whenever it was Seva, it was coming from the Godwara. Whenever we were driving any anyone doing like the equivalent of preaching or, or teaching, it was the local community who was using their cars to drive that person to and from the train station and whatnot, you know? That's so sweet. So you got to know the wider community as well. Yeah. And like you said, you got to know so many people and just have that connection. So I completely relate when you said it's like a family because it really was, you know, there was like yeah, older people yeah. with kids and then there was little kids and then there was us lot. So it was really nice. Well, I think that's all the questions that we had. We just want to say again, thank you so, so much for coming on at KCL Hindu Society's Fill the Chai. And there's just been so much inspiration um, by you. <laughs> Perfect star to enter for our international women's day so just thank you so honored thank you guys (laughs) but yeah just thank you so much for all your advice you know about self-worth confidence beauty um your business everybody make sure you go and buy your buyer and hair (laughs) (laughs) oh no but thank you so much for your time we really appreciate it and we hope you all enjoyed listening and happy international women's day (laughs) and stay tuned thank you thank you